This message comes from NPR sponsor Rosetta Stone, an expert in language learning for 30 years. Right now, NPR listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership to 25 different languages for 50% off. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Today on State of the World, what is the future of Russian opposition to Putin? Thanks for listening to State of the World from NPR. We bring you the day's most vital international stories up close where they're happening. It's Wednesday, February 21st. I'm Greg Dixon. The death of Alexei Navalny at age 47 has led to questions about the future of the Russian opposition. He's the latest in a string of critics of Russian President Vladimir Putin to have died. In a few minutes, we'll hear from a man who tried to run against Putin in the upcoming election. First, Alexei Navalny's wife, Yulia Navalnaya, has pledged to take up the mantle of opposition leadership. NPR's Michelle Kellerman tells us about the challenges she will face. A leading Russian journalist now in exile, Yevgenia Albots, has known the Navalny's for decades and says Alexei was always trying to prove to Yulia that he was worth her love. Albots believes that made him a better politician. Alexei Navalny, there were two people inside these great Russian politician. It was Alexei and Yulia Navalny. Putin In a video released this week, Yulia Navalnaya says Vladimir Putin has, quote, killed half of me, killed half my heart and my soul. But the other half lives and tells me I have no right to give up. I will continue Alexei Navalny's cause, she says. The 47-year-old has mostly been behind the scenes, raising their two children and playing a supportive role in his political movement. She burst into the limelight in 2020 when Alexei Navalny was poisoned with the nerve agent Novichok. Yulia went to the hospital with TV cameras to pressure Russia to let him go. She arranged for him to travel to Germany, where he recovered and uncovered the plot against him, a story told in an Oscar-winning documentary. Albots, now a media fellow at Harvard University, says Yulia was upset when Alexei decided to go back to Russia, but she knew she couldn't talk him out of it. They were extremely close and extremely united. But everything what Navalny did as a politician was done usually after the liberation and discussion with Yulia Navalny. I would say that she was the pragmatic side of this power couple. Alexei could get very emotional while Yulia was more calculating, according to Albots. She says Navalny's widow can't go back to Russia as long as Putin is alive, but Yulia is likely now to get into politics, says economics professor Sergei Guryev, who has known her for a decade and describes her as strong and independent. Putin is a killer, and therefore what Yulia is doing is extremely brave. But she's also so impressive that Putin will indeed be sorry that he has forced her to go into politics. 
In neighboring Belarus, the wife of a jailed opposition figure ran for president but had to flee and now lives in exile. That woman, Svetlana Tikhonovskaya, does have influence abroad but not inside Belarus. Some experts fear the same fate for Yulia Navalnaya, but Natalia Arnaud, who runs the Free Russia Foundation, thinks Navalnaya can be influential, galvanizing Western support for Russian democracy activists and reaching out to Russians through social media. And through the exiled Russian press. When I was looking at her, my impression was she has turned into an iron lady. She says Alexei Navalny often spoke about a beautiful future for Russia, as opposed to Putin, who is obsessed with the past and his war in Ukraine. Arnaud thinks Yulia Navalnaya can pick up on these themes. And this is what usually women do <laughs> very often. <laughs> yes, uh, men can create ideas, but very often women just work and do. And maybe uh, in the times of the war, it's good to have a female figure on the top. And she says that's what exiled democracy activists need to see that the movement is still alive. That's NPR's Michelle Kellerman. While Yulia Navalnaya tries to organize opposition to Putin from abroad, Boris Nedyezhdin is a liberal politician in Russia and a critic of the war in Ukraine. He tried to run against Putin in the upcoming presidential election, but was ruled ineligible to be on the ballot. Nedyezhdin spoke to NPR's A. Martinez about the dangers he faces and about Navalny's legacy. He was and he is the symbol of Russian opposition. And of course, it's difficult and dangerous job to be in opposition. I understand all the risk. I think Alexei Navalny was a very strong critic of Putin personally. I suppose this was the main reason of his problems with the Russian system. I've heard you say that you don't criticize Vladimir Putin personally, that you just criticize his policies or his decisions. But isn't that criticizing Putin when you criticize what he's done? Uh, yes, I never criticize Putin personally. I criticize only his decisions for more than 20 years, by the way. But I still alive and I am not in prison now. Maybe one reason is I never criticize Putin, but maybe other reason because Alexei Navalny is uh, young and I'm from the generation of modern Russian leaders and I worked with many key figures. You have said that you are not in support of the war that Vladimir Putin is waging against Ukraine. But what other policies or decisions do you disagree with Vladimir Putin on? I'm sure that the conflict in Ukraine, it was a dramatic, the fatal mistake of Putin. And uh, the influence of this mistake will be very long and very bad for Russia. But for the quarter of century Putin is in power, he destroyed the key institutions of modern state in Russia. We have no independent courts, we have no independent parliament, we have no free media, we have no free and fair elections. And then we spent a lot of money for military tasks, but we spent less and less money for education, less and less money for healthcare. You mentioned how Vladimir Putin has not allowed for free and fair elections in Russia. So then why try to run as you have attempted to? I see no other way to change the 
politics and to change the power in Russia. I understand that elections now is not very free and fair, but other ways to change the power is much worse. Do you think the attention that you've gotten lately might be dangerous for you? Mm-hmm. We have the Russian proverb. If you're afraid of wolves, you should not go to the forest. Did you understand me? <laughs> yes, I, I, I understood what you meant. Okay. So you still have hope then for Russia's future. You have hope for your future. I have to do my job. For 30 years, I'm in Russian politics, and for 20 years, I'm in opposition. I understand that I have no more 30 years because I'm 60 years old now. I think I have maybe 10 or 15 years, and I'll try to do my best. My aim is that Russia should be peaceful and free country, and I'm absolutely sure that it's quite possible to achieve in this distance, like 10 or 15 years. How likely do you think the people in Russia will demand change. The key point is the understanding of young people. In these long lines of people staying on a deep freeze sometimes to support me, to give the signatures, the people was very young. The young people is the future of country. And the speeches of Putin about Ukraine, about the history, the speeches is not understandable for young people, absolutely. And so this politics of Putin has no future at all. That is Boris Nadezhdin. Boris, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts. Okay, bye. He spoke to NPR's A. Martinez. That's the State of the World from NPR. Thanks for listening. See you again soon. This is my voice. I can tell you a lot about me. And I'm not changing it for anyone. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of NPR episodes centered on Black experiences. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Support for NPR and the following message come from IXL Learning. IXL Learning uses advanced algorithms to give the right help to each kid, no matter the age or personality. Get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when you sign up today at IXL.com NPR. This message is brought to you by NPR sponsor Lisa in collaboration with West Elm. Discover the new natural hybrid mattress, expertly crafted from natural latex and certified safe foams, designed with your health and the planet in mind. Visit leesa.com to learn more.